Hi, this is Change Cafe, a grassroots conversation and virtual community focused on having a meaningful conversation about changing your career and changing your life in a purposeful way. And I'm Aaron Kors. I'm one of the co-organizers of Change Cafe. And I have today with me, Devin Lethridge. Thanks for being on, Devin. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, Devin is an entrepreneur and someone who has successfully navigated and changed his career and brought about, uh, you know, meaningful change in his life. And, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to first, um, you know, let Devin introduce himself and um, then maybe get into talking about uh, social mobility and social capital and just, you know, a few of the topics that we hope to discuss in depth and change cafe in, in the upcoming episodes. Um, but just wanted to talk about it with someone who's who's done it um, and you know has knowledge of, of these topics. So um, Devin, if you wanted to take a, a, a moment to introduce yourself, um, uh, you just have a very interesting story and I'm sure we'd love to hear it. All right. Uh, well, my name is Devin Lethridge. I'm from Texas. Um, 33. Well, no, I'll be 33 this year. Um, and yes, like you said, I've held multiple hats. Uh, the name Jack of all trades. Uh, master of some, though. You know what I mean? It's not a master of no. Actually, a master of some of them. Um, and it's been fun. Uh, it is a lot of work, but it is doable. You just kind of have to know how to do it. And I think this is a great way to do it, social mobility. <laughs> right. Um, and so uh, currently, uh, I think that you hold several uh, jobs and, you know, manage that in a, you know, a kind of, I always picture when someone has multiple jobs, kind of that image of a cartoon monkey trying to like juggle, like um, juggle like plates that are spinning around on or maybe it's a person or like a, a, a circus performer or someone but um that's how i always feel when i'm juggling multiple things and so i i just think that's really impressive so um do you mind telling us some of your your trades that you're you're currently involved in uh let's see we have a video editing we have cybersecurity, and a little bit of coding um, I can do business management, so like GM stuff. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm looking at getting my notary uh, license so I can be a public notary and I can make my own hours then. Uh, my goal, my thing is certs. I tell people you can go you can go to school, do that, you know, have that degree, but also look into getting those certs for everything, because you'd believe it, like scrum masters, everything like that, you can make your own hours and work that way. So those are just some of the few that I have <laughs> or that I've done. Uh, I call it packing my tool belt. So right, that's, that's right. a big thing. And it sounds like quite literally in some of your jobs, you're, you know, bringing, you know, you know, tools, you know, you know, physical, mm -hmm. you know, tools that you can hold and you actually utilize to provide a service um, to oh. someone. Um, I think you were saying one time, you were telling me uh, before about, um, you know, fixing someone's computer and how that, you know, just kind of morphed into, you know, you were doing it as a in a volunteer capacity and it kind of morphed into uh, something, you know, a really, a real sustainable job. Mm -hmm. 
it did it did and that and that was with the social mobility you know what i mean like that's kind of how i got into it someone i was in class for this if i remember like you know one of them i was in class and i got I got introduced to the person and i started working for them and i realized hey i can get paid for this or people do get paid for this so why am i not getting paid for this you know clearly i don't know the right people or i'm not talking to the right people because what i'm missing is how do i get paid for this <laughs> i didn't understand that part i understood how to fix it and things but i didn't know that and so that's when i started talking to everybody i think last time we spoke um, i was talking about networking um to me that is step one in social mobility you know if there's someone who is well versed in what you're doing or what you're interested in uh talk to them because <laughs> uh, they can get you in that door and then they can start introducing you to people already and now you're already sliding up that social mobility scale I think if you look up the definition of social mobility, it talks about getting out of, you know, whatever level you're in. That almost sounds caste system-ish to me. <laughs> it does, right? Yeah, do you have, do you have, yeah, in my mind, you know, social mobility is, do you have, having worked in public transit, do you have the resources, you know, lit the figurative, metaphorical, you know, bus, you know, ticket to board and to go wherever you want to go in life? And you have to have certain, certain tickets, certain, like you said, certifications to to get in the door with jobs and different opportunities. So mm -hmm. um, it sounds like, you know, you the the best, uh, you know, tool, I suppose, for social mobility uh, to get where you need to go in life is uh, human resources, you know, mm -hmm. in your in your view and in mine as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so was there um, you know, I think you mentioned before to me that, you know, your family was a big part of that, but, um, you know, who were the other people who you were able to seek out to, you know, learn what you don't know? The people that are already doing it. Right. Um, and that depends, it depends on what field you're getting into, of course, but the people that are already doing it. If you see somebody that you admire uh, you, whether it be their work ethic or maybe it's what they produce or maybe it's how they're producing uh, maybe it's uh the way that they're producing you know maybe they just have a very efficient system and there's something that you know is catching your eye about that don't be afraid you know like go talk to them because again that's that first step and then that second step is once you have your in, your information and they've pointed you in, in directions and stuff you get your certifications you know, now we're adding value to you as a, you know, person that's moving on this social mobility train. You know, we're adding value to you now. And you can go out there and sell yourself more because that's, that's basically what you're doing. You know, it almost sounds hustler-ish. It is. And that, there's nothing wrong, I don't think, in my mind with, you know, I, I got a job last year in D.C. and having, you know, relocated to this area without... Uh, without work, without full-time work. And you know, that was one of the things someone described me as, is, you know, you you hustled and it, it was a compliment because, you know, you I, I went out and networked. I found, like you said, people who knew, uh, you know, professionals in the, the area where I wanted to work, which was community engagement. You know, I've worked, you know, part-time jobs, several part-time jobs to make, you know, ends meet and pay for certain credit card bills and, it is a hustle, um, and I don't mm -hmm. think I know. There's a historical term, you know, that 
might be negative, but you know, that just moving quickly, you know, and trying to trying to better yourself. I don't think that that's negative. Nope, not at all. And it becomes easier too, because uh, and the reason I, I think I said it in that tone is because we do have a hustle culture, but I, I think sometimes people focus too much on the work. And, and here we go again with social mobility and that networking and adding value to yourself. If you're able to offload some of that, but still acquire the same value, then why not do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're able to offload some of your work or some of that hustle to someone else, because they're hustling just like you are. That supplier's hustling. Um, if you're fixing doors and you need, you know, a door frame built, the man who's cutting the wood is hustling, you know? But that's who you're talking to. That's that's the wheels on that train. You know, this is who you're talking to. This is who who's introducing you to other people because he's cutting wood for you. But if you talk to him, you know, and you're like, oh, man, you're cutting this wood, but I really need some pine wood da -da 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 -da, or I need some red wood, something like that. Or I need whatever the case may be, whatever wood you're working with. Um, he'll, he can be like, oh, I can get this for you. But then, you know, ask him again, where do you get your wood from? Oh, I get it from Blase Blase. You know, let me introduce you. Boom. You know, now now we're getting introduced to not only another person who could probably teach you a lot of things because they're a mass supplier of wood. So they're supplying wood for not only carpenters, but for everybody. <laughs> so now you're getting introduced to that. And you also have another resource as well. And again, this is all helping you step up in whatever you're doing for some people money is the goal for some people the business is their goal uh some people just want to get out of the hood <laughs> right right yeah. Yeah. and so, uh you know i think that people forget you know working again working in public transit you know and people ask me sometimes how do i get somewhere on the bus you know literally you know to have one bus stop to another or in DC from one rail station to another. And they forget there's an operator and in the train it's harder to access the operator, but you know, there's an actual person you can talk to who knows who drives or, you know, operates the uh, transportation. And, you know, they're there as a resource if you ask them. And that's what I always tell people. And I think the same goes with social mobility and, you know, metaphorically, you know, figuratively in when you're boarding in your life to a new opportunity or a new place going somewhere you want to you know like you said ask ask someone who knows you know who some, someone mm -hmm. who's does is doing an interesting job or you know in my you know i always you know cold call or cold email figure out the email of some ceo of some company of you know of an interesting industry and just see if you can go out to coffee or you know talk for 15 minutes on the phone you know they're busy but um, you know, if you're friendly and, you know, relentless, uh, you will probably get through to them at some point and, you know, have a short conversation where you can take something away from that that's useful to you. Exactly. So, um, you know, and I think uh, the other interesting thing that, you, that you've said so far, um, it, you know, about certifications and social mobility, you know, is that you know, I think people forget that you know, it's not just a four-year college undergraduate degree, you know, maybe in 30 years ago, that was the general advice, you know, go get a college degree, liberal arts degree, which is great, yeah. you know, great critical thinking skills, but the advice was, the general uh, wisdom was, you know, if you get a four-year liberal arts degree, you'll end up with some white-collar job at an office and a pension at the end of, you know, 30 years of having the same job. And 
that just doesn't happen anymore. Again, if you want to have again the the mobility, you know, in a sense to have a family, pay for things, you know, go on vacations and do the things that you want to do in, in life in your own a life. good quality of life. Yeah. Right. You you need to find you have to find another kind of another another route, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, that isn't oftentimes for your for your college degrees and certifications. People forget, you know, lead to lead to good jobs. And so where do you uh, where have you found these certifications and you know how have you know what are, what are they like you know because to someone like me who went to a four-year college and um you know and I'm, I, I think that you have as well you know like what um how is it different um all right so like where to find them like your first question where to find them the best place honestly your local community college if you go to your community college and just look at their actual catalog, a lot of times they have a whole section where it just says certs. Um, and that's easy, you know what I mean? That's the easiest way. Of course you can Google it, uh, but really a great resource for these certs and links is TikTok. I know that sounds crazy, but you can literally put in like work certifications in TikTok. And there's like a whole slew of people who are telling you like, hey, you can go sign up for this and it's only $2.99 for this course and you can do this. And it sounds like a scam at first. It does. Then when you, yeah, it's crazy because it's like, this is too good to be true. But then you start meeting people who are really doing it and you're like, wow, I didn't know, you know, this was, this was capable. So for instance, um, I think I mentioned earlier, I want to get my uh, notary license so I can be a public notary. I just found out about this. I uh, met a friend of mine and I was just asking her, you know, what she does because, you know, she pays her bills and uh, she has a, uh, a rather expensive car. You know, it's a Cadillac. You know? It's rather <laughs> expensive, you know, it's not, but it's rather expensive. Uh, and she's at home all day and she might leave about three or four times, but she's pretty much at home all day and she's enjoying her life. She's a single mother. She's raising her kids. And so, you know, I just had questions like, what do you do? Like, and that's, I don't like to ask that question. Of course, ask her like, what do you, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm just a notary public. Yeah, I, I pay for my cert from the state. It was $199 and I got it. And I charge people this and that, and that's how I make my money. Hmm. And I was like, wow. I was like, that's amazing. Cause I can fit a lot of work into a small amount of time. So in my head, I'm like, well, snaps. I could, you know, pick that up and that's something extra that I have. So if I do want to go on that trip and I'm already working my normal job or my part-time job, right, you know, just to pay my bills, but I want to go on this trip. If I'm a notary public, I can just pop up online and do four or five jobs that month and now I have my trip money. So that's kind of how it works. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing because we were told to go to a four-year college and we were told that that was going to be our lifeline in life. That was pushed down our throats, especially if you were born in the 90s. Right, right. Again, the idea of, and everyone, every parent wants their, wants their child to do well in life. And so again, the idea of that's, that's the avenue of social mobility of, of surest, of surest uh, economic security is... Mm -hmm is to go get a four-year degree and then you know it is true that if you have a four-year degree you make more money over your lifetime 
you know, seen in, in several, you know, including recent studies. But, you know, it's also the economy's changed, especially after COVID. You know, like you said, a lot of people want to work at home and want to spend more time with their loved ones and mm-hmm. to do things in life that they weren't doing before the pandemic and realize that it's just not worth being at a job, you know, in an office that's that they don't care for. Right. And, you know, that's why you know, I really admire, you know, entrepreneurial people like you who you know, go out there and make their own, like you said, hustle, make their own way. And, you know, they don't, they don't, you're outside of the, you know, institutions that, you know, govern. Right. And, and you can't be afraid, I mean to cut you off, but you can't no, be no, afraid of that either. Yeah, you can't be afraid of that either. Cause that is a legitimate fear. You know, you are outside of institutions. You are outside of like health insurance. You know, that's a real thing. You know, your job, most people are used to their jobs. Now, when you do pick up stuff like this, you do have to be aware of these facts. And that can be overwhelming and, and scary for a lot of people. But again, we're focusing on social mobility, right? And we're trying to step up. The people that are in these upper social economic levels, they have insurance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They have this. You know, even if they've been entre- entrepreneurs and stuff, they have this. And you know what? It is expensive, but when you work for yourself, it's actually relatively cheap. My dental insurance for everything is like 23 bucks a month, you know, but that's just for me. You know, I'm not paying employees. I'm not doing anything like that, but it's only, but as a single man with no children and I'm hustling like this, like that is a good gig for me. You know, now if you are in a different situations, you might have to pick up a couple of more hustles, you know, maybe, uh, if you live in DC, you know, being a notary in DC probably isn't going to afford your rent out there. You know, you might need to be a scrum master and a notary public. Right, right. Depending on the on the supply of, of demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, that all comes with networking, and that's how you figure out what's needed in the area or what might be most beneficial for you. Uh, I always tell people: if you see something that's not there, and it's something you want to do, then go do that. You know, if you move to a town and you notice there's no fragrance shop, start selling fragrances. Okay, we have to start on your front porch. You know, right. you start, you know, order you some dupes and pull up to the, you know, pull up somewhere and start selling. But I think you know, that's a great, that's a great uh, segue into, you know, the I think the most important part of, again, human resources being the most important part of social mobility, you know, social capital and having that status in the community, you know, wherever community you're in, neighborhood, you know, economic sector where people know you as the authority like oh that's where i go to get fragrance fragrances mm-hmm. or oh that's where i go to to notarize because they're just known those that person is known as as the best or just you know where you where you do your business and so mm-hmm. um you as an entrepreneur i think i'm sure more than anyone know that that's important so uh how did you have you how have you gone about you know becoming that known you know, so that social capital of having all the network of people in your community. Um, that right there is just consistency. Being consistent and also be I'm from West Texas and I'm from the Bible Belt. So so out here so it's, it's at a little church. Bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even at church, it's just my mannerisms and things out here is very um old school business respect you know people out here they like to meet in person when they're talking business 
and they like to send thank you cards after a business meeting or anything like that. You know, that's big here. And I noticed going other places though, that people really appreciate that. It's something that they haven't seen before or they're not used to it. You know, they're just used to the quick transaction. They're not used to the care that comes with it or the aftercare. And so that's what I say, uh, that's what it takes. You kind of have to have your own consistency and work ethic. You know, if you're putting out good products, people are gonna know that. But if you're putting out good products and you're checking on people or, you know, something goes wrong and they have the confidence to call you and you have the knowledge to fix it, you know, you're building that rapport. That's helping you out already. That's adding more to your capital, your social capital already. So like, that's kind of how I built my name. People, I take my work very seriously. <laughs> um, and a lot of the work that I do is of like for uh, older people. And so I want things to be safe too. So I just, you know, I make sure that, and I explain along the way um, I communicate with the person about everything. Uh, I always make sure that if there's any questions that they feel comfortable asking questions. Because some people are afraid to, you'd be, you'd be amazed at how many people are afraid to ask simple questions. Because they don't want to sound dumb or they, wanna, they don't want to sound like they don't know what's going on. Or they're afraid that you might get over on them if you know that they don't know what you're talking about. So I just try to make people feel comfortable with doing that. And once you kind of get that in, kind of built that rapport, your name just starts getting out there. Right, know? right. So they, again, the idea of having having that that status in the community of, you know, that's who you go to for that, that good or service or, you know, whatever you're providing. And so I think, you know, growing up in the South, you know, you just, you, you learn that the, the, the side conversations that don't necessarily have a specific meaning and, you know, they really are important to, especially older people who mm -hmm. grew up in a different time in the South and just grew up in a different time in general, that there's kind of human, that human warmth is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I found that even, even in, you know, networking situations, people have made especially in DC, you know, when if you're networking professional, you know, you're out in your professional circle and trying to make connections, you know, for LinkedIn or your next career move, you know, you need to be sort of cold and to the point and here's your business card and, you know, like this is what, this is what your skills are and call them if you're interested and, you know, if, if you're not interested then just move on. Um, and to an extent, I think you have to, to, you know, be practical, but also, you know, like you said, I mean, I think that's a way of defining yourself as well and in growing your your social network and, you know, the capital that you have with people, the, the rapport, like you said, is by being a human being and people remember that like, oh, they're, they're actually, they were friendly and open and easy to talk to and I, you know, they re you could tell they were a real person. So, right. you know, if they need something, then why wouldn't they talk to you? Right. And they don't have to go through a lot of hoops to get to the help either. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a big, huge company. But eventually, you know, you start to lose sight of the customer. And when you're just yourself and you're just working on your social mobility at the beginning, you have to maintain that because that's your core. 
you know, a lot of these successful businesses, they have these people who have been going to them for the past 15, 20 years, especially in my area. I'm speaking from my area. I'm sorry. My area, a lot of these businesses have been in businesses for forever. And it's because they maintain that rapport with the community that's around them. They maintain that they've held on to their social capital. You know, if anything, it's accrued interest. <laughs> it's right. compounding, you know, it's compounded. And that's what happens because they've had that capital and they gave a little bit to, you know, some constituents or whatever. And then they went and told other people, and then those other people brought that same capital back plus interest, you know, to that person. So it's it's like a revolving circle, word of mouth, uh, things of that nature. And that's kind of how you can get that step up. Now, I think we were talking about social mobility and how to really you know, liken it to a caste system. So when you're really ready to... I guess, move to an upper echelon, as they say, uh, it's all the same to me. <laughs> That's my problem. But whenever you're ready to move to an upper echelon, these will help you, but you also have to be ready for it. You cannot be afraid of it. You know, if you all of a sudden you're out there and say you're a notary and you start getting, making a lot of money, you start getting real recognized, the lawyers are hiring you to come notarize stuff like that. So now you start getting introduced to a different social circle and then you might not feel, you might feel that, oh, I, I, don't, I don't dress enough or I'm not making enough money or anything. And for some people that could deter them and you can miss out on the opportunity. I've learned it doesn't matter. Even if you only have two tennis shoes and things like that, if these lawyers are calling you and 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 they're relying on you, show up to these events. Because <laughs> out right. there at these events, that is free social capital. That is free social currency. That is free social information. That is networking information. That is job prospects, everything. And it's not about being an opportunist. It's about being where the opportunities are. You know what I mean? Like, and if you're not where the opportunities are, then how can you achieve anything? You know, if I live out in the middle of nowhere and I have no access to internet, but in my head I want to work at a Walmart and there's no Walmart for five thousand miles, you know, I probably need to be where the WalMarts are if I want to work at Walmart. Right, right, and that's something, <laughs> that's something we've discussed with another interviewee, I suppose, on our on our series is. You know, the geography privilege as well, you know, it will privilege for some people because if you're born and grew up in an area where, like DC, where their jobs are plenty and there's just a lot of different opportunities and access to social capital because of the people who live in DC and the mm -hmm. social capital that they have, like you said, just being around them, then you can, you're closer to social, having social mobility and going to where you want to go. Uh, if you grew up in that area and have mm -hmm. access because you're they're there, it's it's your just your, your proximity. Whereas, like yeah. you said, if you grew up in a I grew up in a rural, more rural, you know, Appalachian, you know, foothills, mountain town, um, which is manufacturing, you know, and didn't grow up in a manufacturing family, you know, it's it's harder uh, because you have to work your way into things, like you said, and. Um, even if you only have two pairs of tennis shoes, um, you know, one pair of nice church shoes, you have to wear those and you have to wear those nice church shoes, you know, every at every networking event every day of the week. Um, you just have to hope that no one notices, right? Because you're you're out there doing your thing until you right. make it work. Or, or let them notice because you don't even know. 
Somebody right. might be ready. Somebody might be ready to go ahead and seed or, you know, give you a kickstart or something like that because they saw your shoes. They might see <laughs> the hard work that you're doing, and they're like, "Hey, man, I see this nice work that you're doing, but uh, your shoes here. I, you know what? I got these old pairs you can have." <laughs> right. It's just, a, it's just an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's true. That's why I said when you're doing this, just another thing, just be truthful. Because the more honest you are, people will genuinely help you. A lot of these successful entrepreneurs, they will genuinely help you. They just need to know that you're in it, you know, that you kind of have somewhat of the same passion that they do, you know, whether it be for the money or that they really enjoy the work. You know, they need to know that there is some type of drive trust. that you have. Yeah, or, yeah trust. Of your, yeah. Of your yeah. being you. sincere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're that real person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think the last thing that would be would be great to talk about since they came up in the conversation is again that, that idea of the institution and you know the man or you know whoever you know is at the top um, of a company if you're working especially for a larger you know government or corporate entity and, or even you know a, you know a business that's existed for a long time um, that's not necessarily huge but it's 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 established you know and it's that um like you said before um the incentives and the benefits are you know your social mobility where you want to go in life and what you want to do is partly taken care of because you're you have a you're working for a business with a with a steady budget so you don't have to worry each month that there won't be enough work for you to do and enough you know the income is set salary job you know you have health care benefits take care of your family um but on the other end you know i've i've felt you know be, if you're an entrepreneurial or creative person again you always have you know the quote-unquote man or you know who you know the government or you know the people at the top who are you know get to decide what you can can and cannot do uh professionally and personally to an extent and so um i'm just interested in hearing what you know, you who've, again, just so bravely gone out there and, you know, again, you keep saying, you know, just get out there and do your own thing if you're really thinking <laughs> about it and feel like it's your thing. You know, how does it feel? And, you know, what do you have any uh, things that, you know, bits of wisdom, you know, from being outside of the institutions of, of big business uh, that you think would, would interest others? Uh, yeah, and it's gonna sound surprising. Uh, go work for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my thing is this: um, uh, when I was young, my uncle he taught me the word entrepreneur, right? And he said you can be an entrepreneur, and he always told me that my mind is going to make me more money than anything else ever will. <clears throat> and I didn't understand it at first, but now I kind of get it because he told me later on he was like, even if you're an entrepreneur, you can still go get you a job. <laughs> you know, and that's the cool thing about having certs. I'm not worried about staying in my field of study with whatever degree that I have. I can literally go work anywhere, and with all the certs I have in my off time, I can still pursue my entrepreneurship. Which, as a matter of fact, which is what I'm doing now. I got bored, and I decided I wanted to <laughs> um, train uh you know other like managers and stuff like that Ooh. and so uh-huh 
And so I applied for a position with um, I don't I can't say the company, <laughs> but no, I applied for pretty, no. pretty big <laughs> a pretty big company. Um, they're nationwide. They're like number one, everything like that. So they're they're robust. They have the money. You know, they have the money and the resources for anything. And I came in kind of with this entitled like I know it all because I've experienced it and now I'm teaching. And it was fun because it actually humbled me. I learned that some things have changed in the past uh, five years <laughs> since I've been in this type of like beast, you know, corporate beast. It's been about five years and I've just learned that things have changed. So even though I have the skills to operate, there's new things that I have to learn. So that's fun. And it's teaching me things. It's showing me different aspects. It's showing me different ways that I can also handle my own finances and my own business. It's also teaching me ways that if I ever do get employees or if I'm working with customers, I'm learning different soft skills and social skills and training skills and things like that, peripheral skills, you know, and I'm getting paid while doing it. So to me, it's like I'm getting paid to go to school. I get a free food and yeah, I get a bonus. So like, what's wrong with that? And I right. can still go do whatever else I want to go do. So when it comes to the big corporate entity and corporate beast, even if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to stay outside of the system, don't be afraid of the system either. You know, use the system just like you're using everything else. You're using your certs, you're using your your smarts, your your tenacity, your intuition, everything like that, your business prowess, everything like that. Working a big corporate job as an entrepreneur is just another tool that you can put in your toolbox, whether you stay there or you don't stay there. I think it's important to to realize too. You can have a balance. You know, like you said, you don't have to be this black and white. You know, one or the other. You know, work in the system or work out of the system. You can you can work for a business. You know, during your as your day job. You know, and you take advantage mm -hmm. of the company professional development benefits of, you know, them paying for you to get a certificate or another degree, you know, work mm -hmm. and to, to go somewhere else and to better yourself. And, uh, you know, maybe on the side, you know, volunteer at a, at a organization where you're, you'd be interested in working in the future once you have that degree or certification. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it, you don't have to view it as one or the other. You can, you can, you can do a little of both and you know both or you can benefit yourself exactly and you can ask these same people because a lot of people look at big corporate jobs and stuff um the most that feel like out here we have a lot of packing companies like we have like jbs swift out here we have cavernous um things like that and a lot of people around here they uh, eat, uh english is their second language um uh, a lot of they're from all over. We have people from Somalia. We have people from Mexico, everywhere. Um, and what they do is they go here and they start working at JBS or they start working at Cavanis. And then JBS and Cavanis will pay for their their school. Right. And we have a little community college in our little small town. And a lot of them go there and they start there. And then next thing you know, they're either online or they're going to a four year university, but they're still working at JBS. Swift. And then you find out that they just got the degree that they needed to move up at JDS Swift. And I think that's so cool. You know, like use use these resources because they're out there. Nearly even your low even McDonald's pays college tuition. You know, like they'll pay your Yeah, I, I see it advertised all the time because they, <laughs> they, they need people. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to use it towards a college, right, right. And if you don't want to use it towards a college degree, 
use it towards a cert, <laughs> like you said Absolutely. earlier. Mm -hmm. So, Del Devon, I've really appreciated our time and discussing social mobility and social capital with someone who's really got out there and hustled and, and earned it. And I, you know, hope that people who listen, you know, are as inspired as I am by your story and, you know, take, again, bits of wisdom away from it. Um, and maybe you're even just, um, you know, it's just food for thought, you know, as, as we talk about this and, and our, you know, our political and, and social discourse. So um, thank you again for, for being a part of Change Cafe. All right, thank you. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Change Cafe. Be sure to subscribe and uh, continue waiting and watching and listening for our episodes. Uh, again, a grassroots conversation about changing your career and changing your life in a purposeful way uh, that you want to.